Hey, Purpose people. You're listening to Purpose Pivots Podcast, featuring interviews, conversations, and stories with real people who use detours, disappointments, and difficulties in their career and life as opportunities to pivot them towards purpose. Hey, Purpose people. Thank you for joining today's show. I'm your host, Yewande O'Neill, and you're listening to Purpose Pivots. Can you believe we we're already at the second half of 2021? I am literally blown away by how fast this year flew by. It's crazy. Not only are we at the second half of the year, but we're in the second season of Purpose Pivots podcast. I can't tell y'all how excited I am to say that. And this season, I really wanted to go deeper and explore topics and networks that are near and dear to my heart. And one network that's near and dear to my heart is my family. And so the person that I have on today's show is actually one of my favorite people since he was born. I've literally known him his whole life. Actually, I've known him before his whole life. (laughs) I've known him before he was born. And I'm talking about my baby brother. He is my baby brother, but he's actually taller than me. But that's a whole nother conversation. But I'm excited to talk to y'all and share my brother, Adewale Adeyemi, and just his story, because I think it's so inspiring. I've loved cheering him on over the years. And I've had a front row seat at just him becoming the amazing man that he is today and the purpose pivot moments that he's had. Before we talk to him, let me tell y'all a little bit about him. Adewale was born in D.C., District of Columbia, but raised in Maryland. He graduated from the University of Maryland at College Park with a Bachelor's of Science in Economics, but he's the first one to say that his first love And what's near and dear to his heart is mathematics. Oh, yes. I come from a family of learners. I mean, we're African. What do you expect? Adewale, who I actually affectionately call Wale, and a lot of people call him Wale for short, loves cooking food, technology, and he's a good cook, by the way, poetry, and just having fun. Today, Wale works in information technology consulting. And he's the proud father of my amazingly beautiful niece. And in his spare time, he has, I guess it's kind of hard to say in his spare time with all the stuff that's on his plate, but he, he's actually an avid entrepreneur and has three businesses that he's working on. And I'll let him talk about that. But with that said, I'm excited to have Wale be a part of today's show. So let's get the show started. Hey, Wale, welcome to Purpose Pivots. Hey, Yolande. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Like, I mean, I'm absolutely excited. And I know we go way, 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 way back, like I said. <laughs> but I want our listeners to get to know you more. So I was thinking that we could start off this episode with a couple of rapid fire questions in the segment that I call Get to Know. Would you be down for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So these are like fun questions. And since I felt like I know you quite well, I thought I'd ask some random questions. So one, you'd get a kick out of it. But two, so our listeners would know you more. So first question, 
If you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance theme song? Ah, uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought about this. Might have to come back to that one. All right, we'll come back. If you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, it's easy. Uh, buffalo wings. Okay, okay. I didn't know if it was going to be easy or hard because I know you like a lot of different cuisines. So, have you ever been told you look like a, someone famous? And if so, who was it? And do you agree? <laughs> oh, I've gotten a couple of people. I've gotten from Michael Vick to uh, currently Rick Ross due to my beard. Even down to, forget his name, another <laughs> actor. But yeah, several people. Do you agree with any of them? Uh, some similarities there, but you know, it's only one out of all of you know me. <laughs> I like it. You're one of a kind. And if you could choose any person from history to be your imaginary friend, who would it be and why? Hmm, from history. Another tough one. These are tough questions. Hey, I like to, you know. <laughs> so many so many people to choose from. Just one. Just any one person. There's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> I choose past, present, future Jesus. All right. He's already your imaginary friend. We got the Holy Spirit. But we'll come yeah. back to that one. <laughs> and if you could write a book that was guaranteed to be a bestseller, what would you write? My biography. Okay. I'm sure I would read it and so many more. So I'm looking forward to that book. So thanks for going through the rapid fire questions. If you thought of the theme song, we could go back to it. If not, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I'm about to keep going on that one. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the show. And hopefully you had fun with those couple questions. I thought if we start with just talking about your career path and specifically in college, how did you choose your major of economics and How'd you end up in just that field? Well, I've always been a numbers guy since I was a kid. Growing up, being in advanced math classes and just liking numbers, period. Coming into college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. So I came in undecided, but I knew I had to do something that involved numbers and math. So I started off my journey working towards engineering. Didn't quite work out. So I switched to mathematics, which ultimately... I almost finished needed one class, but it couldn't finish. So with the credits that I had, I worked out with economics, switched to econ, and was able to you know, graduate with a bachelor's in economics. That's awesome. And I was just thinking as you were talking, I mean, that's three different major changes during your time in college. How did you find the courage to keep going, being that you changed your major so many times and what would you say to somebody that is going through something similar right now and they've had so many major changes? Well, as you said, we come from a family of, of learners. <laughs> so I uh, had some, some shoes to fill. But uh, at the same time, you know, just self-motivation, knowing that I do have a purpose in life. And part of that purpose would be me learning, you know, new skill sets and just progressing in life. So kind of just use that as, as motivation, knowing that I, you know, knew my capabilities in life and I was going somewhere great. I love that. And, you know, I just think about someone that it's going through something similar to what you went through and just the encouragement that, like you said, understanding your purpose and 
motivating yourself that you do have capabilities and you're moving towards something great. So let's actually just talk about that for a second. Like, what do you see your purpose to be? I mean, if you were to say today what your purpose is, what do you see it to be? Well, you know, every day we're still learning uh, more about our purpose. But at the moment, I would say my purpose is it's linked to everyone around me, uh, just being a, a resource and being able to help people. I like that. And so as you have gone through this whole purpose journey, I know your story quite well. But one of the things I thought would be really cool to share with folks is, so you got this degree in economics and yet you work in IT today. How does that all tie together? What what does that journey look like going from economics to IT, an IT consultant ex- at that? Uh, it's just being able to adapt to the change in, in society and, you know, the path that the society is growing into. Um, I've always had a liking for computers as a younger child. Me and my brother used to play a lot of computer games and, you know, we had to upgrade computer systems in order to be able to play the latest games, have the best graphics. So didn't know back then I was, I was learning how to be a information technology specialist. So, uh, it was easy for me to kind of transition and pick up where I left off. So Wale, tell us about your journey from college and how you really just navigated the workforce. I know that you went through difficulties and derailments and different things that eventually got you to the point that you're at now. So share with our listeners what that's looked like. Well, in uh, my journey through college, I did have an internship I was able to get after a couple of years at the U.S. Department of State. And um, that was because of my a specialty in Microsoft Excel. Worked there for about a year and a half. And when I graduated, you know, that helped me on my resume to be able to obtain my next job. I worked as a loan servicer specialist for Wells Fargo, as well as Capital One Corporate. And that started my journey uh, in the financial career. I later went on to work for Resource Energy Systems as an energy analyst. And, I, you know, that was more built on my Microsoft Excel skills as well as mathematics uh, to do utility billing for mall companies. But I didn't really see too much of a, a passion for doing that. And uh, after, you know, it was a turn of events where I was fired from that job, kind of was a purpose pivot in my life where I was, you know, sat back and kind of thought, hey, you know, what do I really want to do? And I had a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. So with having... Uh, Two businesses already formed, one which was Promise Street LLC, which was a more educational business that was geared towards helping young children as well as adults learn some subjects such as mathematics. Um, I also had a poetry company called My Fracking, which I created, which was love poetry, but I found a way to monetize it by selling clothing and other products. Um, I found more of a passion doing business than I did working for anyone else. But I knew I had to work for someone in order to be able to build the the revenue or the money to be able to fund what I wanted to do on the side. So, which led to my career pivot 
I was making decent money working in the financial industry, but my parents always told me about, you know, IT and everyone around me, you know, was sort of jumping into that field. So I decided to take take a stab at it. And since I was already familiar with computers and always pretty much had my face in a computer most of the days, it was kind of easy for me to pick up the skills that I needed to transition. So let's let's actually take a step back there because I think it's so cool how you took what could have been a derailleur that most people, I mean, when you go through something like being let go from a job, typically, I mean, your ego, your self-esteem potentially, your just, your, you know, the whole thing just makes you feel like, you know, what happened? For our listeners, how did you navigate that? How did you encourage yourself because I loved what you said. I mean, you essentially said what I would have said, which was it was a purpose pivot. But at the time, did you actually think of it as a purpose pivot or was it, man, what just happened here? Yeah. So at the time, I actually thought it was a disaster. You know, I just lost my job (laughs) and, you know, I had to pay bills and I was actually in the process of even moving into my own place. So all that had to take a back seat and now I had to go back and start looking for jobs again. So it was, you know, a derailment of my plans, but, you know, we don't make our ultimate plans, you know, God has different plans for our lives. So I had to take a step back and look at, you know, why I was fired, you know, what did I really want to go back into that field? And after, you know, doing some soul searching and looking, I decided, hey, IT looks like the way I should go. So I love that. And I also know that I know the end of the story. So, but for our listeners, you know, you have an economics degree, you go through multiple roles in the financial industry, you eventually get let go of a job, and you start to do a personal assessment and a life assessment of what do I really want to do with my life? You end up in IT. And then what did you just like, how did you get into IT though? Because I mean, you don't have a degree in it. You don't have experience in it. And I know for a fact that you have an amazing role right now. For our listeners, how did you navigate that? How did you get into the IT world and, and actually get the expertise that's needed to be qualified? Well, um, I was always a, a self-motivator, self-learner. I kind of just used my best friend, you know, Google.com. <laughs> and uh, I did a lot of research. I took time and researched what information technology was, what kind of career paths uh, I could go in, looked at what tools I needed in order to study, how much it would cost, how much I could potentially make. And even just looking at how much I can make kind (laughs) of even put more motivation in my heart after that. Hey, I get it. Yeah. So took a couple of books, was in the library all the time, you know, talked to as many people I could that was in the industry to get some information and I was on my way. That's amazing. And so what what did that journey look like? How many years? Like, did you have multiple certifications? How long did it take you from that moment that you decided until really getting to the place where you were qualified and now looking for roles? Probably say it took me about a year and a half from start to finish. So I started out, you know, pinpointing an area I wanted to learn, which was Linux, Red Hat Linux. I started reading up on that, uh, practicing through downloading software on my computer, and I was able to attain a Red Hat Linux certification. 
And That's I went awesome. on to uh, jump into the cloud realm and was able to obtain an AWS developer associate certification. And I was ready to start looking for jobs. About six months after I got my last certification, I got hired. Wow, that's amazing. And one thing I wanted to say, Wale, is that I know that you have a gift of networking and working with people. I'm interested, how important was it to have a network of people or mentors along the way to help you pivot from economics or the finance industry into information technology? Uh, It was big. I was always a person that thought I could do things on my own. But sometimes you do need help. So I had a mentor that helped me uh, learn Linux, really kind of taught me a lot within about a three, four week period. And also I met, you know, friends along the way that were in the same field that kind of introduced me to AWS as well. So it kind of, you know, streamlined things, made it a little faster, gave me some direction to, to follow. And I'd say networking is probably one of the biggest things in the IT field or in life in general. That's awesome. And I know also that you do a lot to give back to others and to help others in your network. So talk about how important it is for you now that you are in the IT field to reach back and help other people. Well, it's very important. Um, just having a tutoring background and, and you know, spending years doing that, I decided to create a, a company called Promise Street Technology Systems and Consulting. And basically, that's uh, geared towards helping people get into the industry. People like me that didn't know anything about, you know, IT or wanted to know about IT and didn't know which ways to go. Kind of help them, you know, point them in the right direction based on what their interests are or help them find their interests in information technology. That's awesome. And so I talked about it in the intro, but I, I do want to go back to you do have three businesses, if you want to call it. So you're potentially a serial entrepreneur, but I don't know how many people, how many <laughs> businesses you're supposed to have to, to fit that title. But tell us about the mind fracking business that you talked about and how poetry fits into all of this. I mean, because I get the promise street technology and, you know, you giving back and the mentorship with STEM. But how does poetry fit into all of this? If, if our listeners are listening and they're like, man, I want to check out what Wale does. How does poetry fit into it? Well, poetry was just, you know, started off as sort of a joke and a hobby of mine back in college. As a lover of math, I decided one day to just go on Twitter and kind of put lines together and see if I could link mathematic terminology with love and make a rhyme. And after just typing a couple of tweets and putting it together, it was a full-blown poem. And it was uh, called Mind Fracking 101, the very first poem I ever wrote. And after I did that, you know, with ease, I decided to try different other subjects like economics and technology and, you know, stuff like that. And they seemed to flow so easily. And I started to like writing. So I, you know, kept writing and writing. And next thing you know, I had 40, 50 poems. And, um, after a while, you know, as a serial entrepreneur, as you say, business-minded, I thought, hey, you know, poetry is a very vast area, and it's it's very opinionated as well. So it's kind of hard to sell in a way because it's so saturated. So I thought I'd think of ways that I can monetize it. And uh, the easiest way that came to my mind was to create a clothing brand behind it. So that's where the Mind Fracking clothing brand comes out. 
and um, currently have hats, jackets, pants, anything you can think of to put my logo on. I sell it. That's awesome. And can I just want to make sure I understand because this is the first time I actually heard you explain it this way, and it made me think. So is mind fracking or does mind fracking – when it comes to your poems and you said you have 40, 50 poems, do they all have a connection to mathematics? No. So they all have a connection to love, but they're explaining love through other subjects. So love gotcha. times economics, love times math, love times English, but explaining it in the terminology of that subject. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's so dope. And I love that you're going down the STEM route, but then you also show your creative side. So that's so cool. So like, you know, one of the other things I thought we should talk about today is just, you've had so many life pivots in general. How do you see how your faith has tied into the pivot moments, the things that have been difficult or derailers or disappointments or caused you to say, man, I'm not really sure why this happened. How has your faith played in that? Well, I'd say, you know, God has just always been faithful. Growing up in a household that was, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit and parents being pastors and ministers and just being around, you know, God all the time, that's one thing that's just never left from me, no matter, you know, where I've gone. So just having that faith to know that no matter what, God does have a purpose for my life. And he will see it through if I, you know, follow him. Uh, that kind of motivated me to always push, knowing that if I, you know, at least tried, you know, tried my best, he would be behind there, behind me to, you know, pick me up and take me across that finish line. So, how do you encourage someone that says, "Hey, well, I didn't grow up like you, man"? I mean, that sounds great to hear that, Wale, but I love your experience and I think it's cool. But I, I didn't have that grounding. What would you say to that person? How would you encourage them? Um, I just tell them that, you know, no one's perfect. So no matter what background you come from, God is always there. No matter what you've done in your life, if you're the best person, if you're the worst person, there's always a way you can figure out into the situation. And with that being said, you know, I have a beautiful daughter named Arya Adeyemi. And I had her in a time where I was at, you know, one of the lowest points in my life. Uh, I had no job. I had no money and no car, and I was just at a place where it was hard for me to, you know, feel good about myself. But in that is where, you know, a blessing came out of that. And uh, I would say she's definitely God sent, um, and she's helped me grow so much over a short period of time that even uh, Everyone around me from on my job and family, they, they can they can notice that in her. So she's kind of lit a fire under me to be able to gain the knowledge to be able to switch fields and be able to provide for her. So that was a big purpose pivot in my life as well. And I will tell you, just even listening to you share that, I can hear how proud you are <laughs> to say that and to share. And so thank you for sharing that. And I guess when I listen to you, Wale, I mean, you've gone through so many different moments in your life and that's what Purpose Pivots is about. It's about those people that go through 
the really great times and not so great times of, in life. But as they go through those decisions and difficulties and disappointments and derailers and even amazing just chance moments, it's about how do they take those and use those to pivot them into everything that they were created to be. And so I'm bringing that up, Wale, because I'd like you to share with our listeners as we close out today's podcast, just some words of encouragement. If you had to talk to someone and, you know, maybe they are at the lowest point in their life, like you just shared that you were at and looking back where you were, how would you encourage them? What would you say to them to say, hey, you know what? It's going to get better. There's Aria on the other side of this. There's hope on the other side of this. There's joy on the other side of this. There's a purpose on the other side of this. Yeah, and you're right. Um, if I were to talk about everything I've been through, we'd probably have to make a purpose pivot movie. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, All right, I'll um, add that I'd to the say, list. <laughs> but I'll say definitely just keep, keep God at the forefront. Just know that he has a purpose for your life. And if you do truly believe that, then there's no way you can fail. According to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he has a great purpose for your life, and it's of good and not of evil. So that's kind of one verse that kind of motivates me every day to know that there is a great ending to my story, and I have a prize to look forward to at the at the finish line. So it just encourages me to work hard every day. Uh, it's not going to drop out of the sky, so you got to put in that effort. But when you do, you'll see a great reward. I love it. I love it. And thank you so much, Wale. I was going to end the podcast with something funny, but I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, I thought, you know what, Wale, you shared so much content and you have so many businesses. So my listeners, how do they get in contact with you? How do they follow you? What information do they need to keep in touch? Uh, Well, I have an Instagram. I have websites. Uh, We can go to Promise Street tsc.com that's for my uh, information technology website we have mindfracking.com m-i-n-d-f-r-a-c-k-i-n as well as i have instagram as well and my at handle is at w-a-l-l-z e-f-f-e-c-t that's walls effect you can follow me there Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today, Wally. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, you know, it makes me proud as a big sister to hear your story, but also to just know um, your journey and know how amazing of a person you are. So thank you very much. And thank you. I'm honored to be a part of Purpose Pivots. Hope you'll have me back again. Absolutely. Anytime. Purpose People. I'm your host, Yewande O'Neill. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I love connecting with each of you and hearing your stories on how much this podcast has impacted your life and career. I know it's impacted mine. I would love to hear and connect with you more. If you haven't already, check me out on Instagram, handle Kairos Leaders, or online at www.kairosleaders.org. Also, take a moment and share a review on the podcast with your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time, remember, every moment, good or bad, is an opportunity to pivot into purpose.